Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking to Carolyn, who is a women's health nurse practitioner. Currently, she is operating her own practice where she provides women's health, hormone replacement therapy, functional medicine, and basic mental health services. She's needing assistance with narrowing in her services and rebranding her practice as she is providing more mental health services as she was expecting and wants to step away from that, in addition to getting away from the insurance game. Hey, Carolyn, how are you? I'm good. Good, Justin. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for hopping on here. So, uh, so let's jump into this. So, uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, how long you been a nurse practitioner for, and what sorts of things uh, you know that you've been doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've been a nurse practitioner since 2005. Okay, so super long time. Um, I've had my own practice since 2015. So, um, in the state that I'm in, they allowed full practice authority. So, I did not get that until like 2017. Um, but I've been, um, I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so you've been a nurse practitioner for 18 years, basically. Uh, what sorts of things have you been doing for, you know, work? You know, in the beginning I was doing women's health, traditional ob Um, you know, I did that actually for a really long time. Well, until 2017. So like 12 years. Um, and then I was asked, specifically to go and work with, um, a group of, uh, like a mental health practice where they included like a women's health component piece, a holistic piece. And that's kind of where I fit in. So I worked for a very short time, very specifically with a psychiatrist. It wasn't ideal obviously, but, um, did the basic stuff, you know, so totally within my scope, but, um, unfortunately it set me on a trajectory to where I'm at now that I want to get off. Yeah. Okay. So you started your practice when? Uh, 2015. Okay. So you've been operating for eight years now. Um, awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, are you doing, uh, are you doing fairly well? 
I'm doing fairly well. So two years ago, I left that practice and I've been on my own. Um, but, and I, so I brought a healthy practice with me to my location now. Um, and when I did that two years ago, yes, my, my, um, the practice has doubled. My income has doubled, or at least I should say, you know, the business piece has doubled, Awesome. but it needs to be better. (laughs) I know it can be better. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. So you are providing basic women's health services, hormone replacement therapy, functional medicine, and mental health. So you accept insurance, right? Yes. Right now I'm just on, I just had Blue Cross. I have over the last two years gotten rid of Aetna and United, but still I take Blue Cross and obviously some cash stuff too. Mm-hmm. Is it mostly cash? I No. No. I would say maybe 30%. So the other 70% is just Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you don't take Medicaid, Medicare, nothing like that. Just Blue Cross Blue Shield private payers. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're wanting to abandon the Blue Cross Blue Shield. I do. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with, I know, let's, I know you want to talk about stepping away from mental health. Let's talk about mm-hmm. stepping away from insurance first. Unless, mm-hmm. unless talking about mental health first would make more sense. No, I mean, either way. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stepping away from insurance. So 70% of your revenue is coming from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Now, uh, have you been picking the brains of your patients to ensure that they're going to stay on board and pay you cash? Or is there going to be a problem? I know that's a good question. Um, not really. There's like a story behind that, though. You know, it does include... Here, here's why, you know, the biggest why is that I am not attracting the kind of clientele that I'm hoping to care for. Because as you know, when people come with insurance, they don't have any skin in the game. They're reluctant right. to pay their copay. And so because I do a root cause approach, I mean, I can't get people to do the things that in my paradigm, I want them to do, which is blood work and testing and all of this, um, lifestyle changes. Right. They don't want to pay for those they don't want to pay for those things out of pocket. You got it. You got it. I have people legit, they come to me, they're like, so yeah, I'm just coming to you because you take my insurance, but I want you to do the functional medicine approach. And I have to tell them, I'm like, look, insurance doesn't cover functional medicine. So there, I'm in this, this space that I feel stuck, you know? Right, right. So you feel like that if you just stepped away from insurance, that you would just basically avoid these people to begin with. Well, you know, that sounds horrible. To I don't extent. know. I don't know. It doesn't sound horrible. This is your business. This is your life. This is how you want to practice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there's definitely a passion there, a passion. And I would love when people come and ha- that feel like they have some skin in the game. And I have that. It definitely has shifted over the last couple of years. Um, so I'm confident over time, it would indeed shift and grow. It's just taking that initial step with so much of the practice being um, insurance-based. Right, right. Well, how did it go when you abandoned the other insurances? I mean, you've gone through this once before. Yeah, fabulous question. I will tell you that with United, when I looked at the numbers, it was such a small fraction of the practice. Um, I did not lose too, too many people because I offered them a fair price for their visits. And a lot of them stayed. When I got rid of Aetna, I seriously had 40 people or something on Aetna. And, um, the ones that stay, I, you know, I think 
I think the majority of them left and again, some of them converted to cash. Yeah. Do you have any idea what percentage? No, I don't think it was a very big percent of that. No, that's 10, 10, 20% or something. Well, those are the 10, 20% that found value out of it, right? That that the 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 ten or 20% who stayed were the ones that found value out of it that would you know the, the, uh, enough value to pay cash yeah yeah and it's hard as you know it's hard to find because honestly those people are the ones that I'm treating you know for their anxiety or their depression or their ADHD you know the basic stuff and it's hard to find a provider yeah sure so they, they, I gave them a such a deal that you know they just chose to stay because I only see them a few times a year Right, right. Certainly not a big deal. Okay, so seventy um, percent of your income here is Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that's it's a big yeah. chunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea? Just you know, going through your mind here of these patients, like what would you guesstimate? How many of those people do you think would stay? Would it be 20, ten or twenty percent? You think? I think at least, yeah. At least, okay. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would hope half. Uh, half. Okay. Well, that, let's just say half. 50% is going to be the, okay, great. Okay. But let's just be really conservative here and let's just say 20%. So that way we can, you know, have some realistic numbers here. Cause I think it's always, it's always best to be a little bit more pessimistic when making predictions like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have 100% of your income, 30% is cash-based, and then the other 70% is insurance, basically. What was your income, uh, let's just say, over the last 12 months? About? So do you want the practice draw, drew in? Gross income. Yeah. Uh, Total, basically. Before expenses, everything. Just how much money did you bring in? You know, I think it was, um, gosh, let me just think for a second, uh, 275 you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I can't remember right now. <laughs> so between two hundred seventy-five thousand and three hundred thousand, basically. Uh, it was less than three. You know, yeah. I think it was maybe. It might have been around two fifty actually. Two forty-five. Two fifty. Okay, we're just going to say two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so seventy-five thousand dollars of that is from cash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it, the hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, is from insurance. So let's just say, you know, let's be very, very conservative here. Let's just say 20% state, mm-hmm. right? which doesn't really seem like that much, right? But let's just be conservative here. So that's $35,000. So with the cash-based stuff that you already have, you're looking at $110,000. So significant in decreasing your income. Yes. Yeah. That's, 20, that's 20% though, okay? We're being very pessimistic here. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's 50%, it could be a hell of a lot more than that. Okay. But let's just work off the $110,000. Cause like I said, I think it's better to undershoot this stuff than overshoot it and then have a lot of disappointment and, you know, failed expectations and whatnot. Cause that's mm-hmm. just going to set you up. Anything more than this is going to be a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. So going to this yeah. with low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> so a pretty significant uh, income decrease. So 110,000 bucks. Is that going to keep the doors open? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much of that's going to be profit to you? Uh, Let's say you made 200, you know, 250,000 over the last 12 months. How much have you paid yourself out of that? Oh, yeah, that's, been, that's been an issue too. I'm paying myself about 60 right now. 
60,000. Yeah. So where's the rest of the money going? Well, right now it's just back in the business. I have one employee. Um, that's it. I'm just not paying myself much right now. So you just have bunch, you just have a lot of cash just stacking up in your yeah, business account. Yes. Yeah. There's like, I mean, do you want numbers? Do you? I mean, you mean, you mean estimated? Yeah. I mean, there's like, I I have almost a hundred thousand in, in the business account right now. Yeah. Okay. So, so you basically made one hundred sixty thousand um, dollars. Uh, yeah, but it's just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pull that money out, put that shit to work. You can't have it sitting in there. I know, and that's where I'm stuck. That's, you know, I feel very stuck. You know? Right, right. I mean, you're missing out on five, 5.5% interest rates right now. Like you're throwing money down the drain. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you okay. Pull it. okay. So anyways, uh, all right. You're, you're living off $60,000. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Not comfortable. Uh, I would like more. There's all kinds of things I would love to be doing, you know, sure. I, for sure. I, I, yeah. So there, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. You know, I'm a major breadwinner for my family. Um, so there's just a lot of fear. Okay. No, mm-hmm. I get that. All right. So this is if you just stopped taking Blue Cross Blue Shield, mm-hmm. you just stopped and these, and 20% comes along for the ride and pays cash. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's one option. Second option is to do this very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. You know, you slowly transition out of it. You know, you tell the patients ahead of time, Hey, over the next six months, we're going to be transitioning away from insurance. These are going to be the prices. I can continue seeing you for six months. That way it's expected. They slowly transition into it. Um, so you just do this over, you know, over a prolonged period of time, the people who just will not pay you cash, you can Mm -hmm. continue just billing their insurance for a little while longer, you know, as a, as a favor. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. I'll keep seeing you for three more months, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you might have a handful of patients that just stick around that, you know, okay, well, I'm making 10, $20,000 a year, just seeing this handful of patients do a blue cross blue shield. It's like you could do that. You could just do this very, very slowly. That way it's not a huge hit on your income. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with insurance, when you transition out of them, you, you're obligated to give that 90 day. Um, but I didn't think about giving them a little longer. That's a great idea. Give them a little bit longer. I mean, you're this is this is a lot of money. I know. <laughs> like, this is a significant amount of money. This is 70% of your income. Well, let's pause there for a second. You know, I go back and forth because I I do feel that people, and and maybe this is wrong thinking, I don't know, I would never make a good lawyer because I can argue, I feel like I can argue all sides. Um, I feel that people need to have access to care. But I also feel like I don't want to be a part of the traditional system. I want people to have some skin in the game. So I, I want to draw a different kind of client. And so far in my experience, insurance folks, are they don't have any skin in the game. They just want the pill and walk out the door. And I guess I want to do more than that in my practice because that's what I've been doing my whole practice. Right. You know what I mean? You don't so feel then, very, then the question begs is, do I get rid of insurance or do I really just keep it? And just... Right get a little more discerning with the clients I take. Cause that's what I've been doing the last say eight months actually. And how's that working? 
I mean, it's working. Um, it's working, you know, like there's certain, like I took services off my website, you know, that I just don't take anymore. You know, there's things in like on blue cross's website, I can take, just take mental health services off as an option. Cause a lot of people are still finding me there. Um, I can just start telling people as they call, Hey, not doing, you know, that, that basic psych stuff. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah, you could. So what you could do is that the patients that you have, mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is a solid income stream. Okay. Um, instead of just throwing it away, what you could do is you just stop taking in new patients, right? Yeah. And just keep the people that you have um, and have them be more or less your bread and butter for a little while. And then when patients call, you can just basically say, you know, hey, we're not seeing patients for that anymore, but we're doing integrative psych now. And this mm -hmm. is what we do. We're not going to just give you a pill. We're going to try to, you know, find the root cause, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we don't bill insurance for it's cash. Um, you know, 20% of people probably will bite. But you'll slowly build up that cash arm mm -hmm. as the insurance arm slowly just dwindles away. And that might be two years. But you'll have that financial security in the background. Mm -hmm. So how does that look? Like, say a client calls and they're like, okay, you know, I really want to come there. My sister's there, blah, blah, blah. Cause I get a lot of people come to me as word of mouth. I've been in this area a long time and they're like, but I have blue cross. So how do I get around that? Like if they still want to come, you know, like right now what I've been doing, if they do services with me, um, like I do some pellet therapy, which, you know, is not covered by insurance. And so right. I have them basically like an ABN saying that they, you know, cannot turn around and bill their insurance. Would that be, in your opinion, sufficient enough? Say they still wanted to come to me and they carry Blue Cross. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, because I mean, you're, I mean, you're contracted with Blue Cross, so you're obligated technically to you know, see those see those patients, right? Right, right. Unless it's services that clearly are not covered. Right. So what you're doing is just not covered. Mm -hmm. I do this. I do this approach. Mm -hmm. And you're, mm -hmm. you're not going to cover it. Simple mm -hmm. as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can have them sign an ABN if you want. I mean, just, you know, to cover your ass. But, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, what's the worst case? Blue Cross Blue yeah. Shirt against your contract because of one person. When you could probably argue easily that what you're doing is not covered for that individual. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They're probably going to be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's long, you know, if in your experience, that's always the, like the fear out there, right. That they create, like they can just come in and, you know, audit you or swipe all that money from your account or blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I don't think that would happen over a situation like that. Right. I guess, you know what, I didn't think of that actually, because what I've been doing is just telling them, look, you, you want to come here. You want that holistic approach. I, I, I've just been offering Sure, we'll we take your insurance because I thought I was obligated to, but maybe I'm not. You're not obligated if the service isn't covered. And you're also not going to be obligated if you're functioning that cash arm under a completely separate LLC. Mm -hmm. Like all you got to do is go form another LLC online for a couple hundred bucks, open up another mm -hmm. bank account, and all your cash patients are under that. That entity's not credentialed. So okay. therefore, you're not obligated to contractually take those people. Well. That sounds like a fabulous solution. It's a solution. Uh -huh. Right. You could do that. And listen, you're only going to be doing this for a little while. 
Like it's not, you know, like it's not, it's, it's nothing crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you're doing is not going to be covered anyways. Like you're going to be doing an integrative approach to Mm -hmm. care. You're going to be doing these labs. You're going to be doing these treatments. You're going to be doing these sorts of things. That's not a standard E&M code. It's not a standard covered service. So right. really, at the end of the day, it's I, I don't think it's anything to really truly be worried about. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I do. I tend to be an overthinker. You know, I'm a rule follower, an overthinker. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. all the and, stuff right. that I do. I get that, but you're, but you're like you're not even breaking rules here. You're really not. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, you're providing non-covered services. And listen, at the end of the day, this is what I tell people all the time that are worried about this with Medicare and insurances and stuff. You're saving these people money. You're not taking money from them. You're not a priority. Their priority are people who are committing fraud, who are taking money from them, fraudulently billing them. You're not. You're saving them money. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. That's true. Right. Yeah. All right. That leaves me things to think about. That's great. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, I think think that's probably going to be the best approach for you. I think that's going to be the best approach. I think just keep the patience that you got. They're your bread and butter. It's a solid income source. And then just start building up this cash arm slowly. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the cash game's slower. It takes a little bit longer to build a really robust practice. Right. Right. It just does. It just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen it though. You know, the two years I've been on my own in my own space, um, definitely have seen it. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. How much, I mean, how much easier is it to be cash only? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do we even have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a stupid I mean, question. <laughs> yeah. My receptionist, yeah. my receptionist, she does everything. She's like my office coordinator. Um, the look on her face sometimes with billing, I'm like, it, she really has it down. You know, I've got, she, she's ama- amazing. But I, I tell her, I'm like, look, one day we're not going to have to do this. And she get, looks at me with such excitement. <laughs> right. And <laughs> joy. Yeah. Yeah. With arguing with people, you know, you know, this is an aside and, um, I'm struggling right now too, in that I order lab work with people and I have my own cash panel, which is really affordable, but I have these people again, they're in this insurance paradigm and they want to use their insurance, which is fine. Well, then they get a bill for 700 bucks. It's double what I charge. And they're mad at me. And I'm like, you wanted to use your insurance. Right. You so wanted to use happens, it. That's, so yeah. So then, what happens is my receptionist. She's like, she's going to because we do things for people. We serve. We're servants, right? So we, right. we'll do anything for people to help them out. You know, money is money. You can't mess with people's money, right? And she's going through hoops right now with a couple of my clients with rebilling and recoding and all this stuff, specifically through Quest Diagnostics. Like I don't know what is going on there, um, but that's the kind of stuff that I hope to just really be done with. So that I can yeah. just say, look, the cash price, this is what we're doing. No muss, no fuss. Here we are. Yep. I hear you. This happens all the time at my mental clinic too. You want to really? use your insurance. Oh, all the time. You want to use your insurance for your, for the blood work. We're warning you right now. Your insurance doesn't pay for this stuff. You're going to get a big bill from the lab company. Don't come back to us when you're pissed. We're telling you right now, you can spend $175 for this lab work. $175. Mm-hmm. Bucks. Guaranteed. You're done. Where you can go yeah. to the lab, use your insurance, and then when they get billed for twelve hundred bucks, and they come in yelling and blah 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 blah. We we told you, dude, mm-hmm. we can't do anything about that. Sorry, uh, sorry. Like we can send them some new codes, man, but 
Mm-hmm. We, we told you. <laughs> yeah. Do you have that a lot? Like, how do you handle that with your client? I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but we just, we just, we tell the, we tell the patients right from the, you know, we, 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 we warn them. And most of the time, because we warn them, they will call and be like, you were right. We should, you know, I should have just, I'm just going to pay cash from here on out. So, I mean, most of the time it's usually, you know, they're pissed, but they're understanding because we did warn them. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while you get someone who's irate about it. You know, those people, you know, we'll mm-hmm. try, we'll call the lab and, you know, oh, can you send us some new codes and blah, 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 blah. And then you send the new codes and sometimes it'll go down. Sometimes it won't make a difference. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if they have a $10,000 deductible, tough shit, you're, you're, you're going to pay it. Right. You know, so, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyways, though, um, I think that's a solid plan for transitioning out. Just kind of keep it, keep it as a revenue stream. Yeah. If you're going to accept new patients mm-hmm. for insurance, be extremely selective, you know, mm-hmm. low drama, pretty simple, straightforward patients. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can be selective with it if you want, or just slowly transition away from it over, you know, over a couple of years and just start building that cash arm. Yeah, no, that's a fabulous idea. I, yeah, I just didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my husband, my husband is not, I mean, he's my business partner just because we're married, but he's not a part of the business. But, you know, he said to me just this morning, he's like, you know, just because you take Blue Cross doesn't mean you have to take those people. <laughs> no, you don't have to. It's so hard to turn people away. You know? I know. Especially as a business owner, because you're like, okay, money. Yeah. But, revenue, you know, plus you're helping them too, you know. But yeah, I mean, you pity on them. Good. Yeah. And not, but not, what I'm finding, you know, the longer I do this and the more that I'm really trying to refine and hone in what I want to be doing, not everybody is a good fit. And so that's, that's the struggle for me is creating that boundary, creating that definition, you know, yep. so to say. Yep. Yep. You have to just create those boundaries. You just have to, um, and you have to be firm with it. Yeah. You can't make well, exceptions. Right. Right. Well, and I tell you what, too, I'm burning out. I mean, you know, I think I was reading some, something that you posted about burning out. I'm like, um, ding, 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 because that's what's happening. You know, I have all these people that have um, uh, accessibility to me. And not everybody needs to have accessibility to me, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm really working on the boundaries because I want to keep enjoying my job. But I'm telling you what, there's days I'm like, why am I doing this? I want to run away to Indonesia. <laughs> Just be yeah. somewhere. You guys forget this. Most, right. Mostly with the clients that don't want, don't have any skin in the game, that they really don't. You know, I feel like I want more half the time for my clients than they want for themselves. And that's, that's my issue. You know, that's my struggle. Yeah, you have to just set boundaries. You can't burn out over this. You can't be everything for everyone. You just, you can't. You're just a human being, you know? We're not, we're not designed to help 30 people every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For tens of thousands of years, we 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 lived in small towns and villages and the 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 village doctor or the village shaman or whatever the hell you want to call it, the, you know, mm-hmm. the healing person helped couple people a week, you know, our minds just aren't, we're not designed for this and therefore you burn out. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that if you become more selective, you'll just be a happier individual. Yeah. You know, 
like my office manager got on to me. Um, uh, this was just like a couple days ago. Uh, patient came in, a new patient, mid forties, no primary care doc, nothing. And uh, we did the initial blood work on him because we always do blood work first before we see the patient. This guy's hemoglobin A1C was fourteen. His lipid profile looked like absolute crap. Uh, his LFTs were elevated from fatty liver disease. I'm like, dude, tell him that they need to follow the primary care doctor to get this stuff under control before we see them. He's like, you're just going to turn them away? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's. I don't want that person in my practice. We do testosterone replacement therapy here. This mm-hmm. guy is a liability as far as I'm concerned. He needs to get that stuff situated first. I don't treat hemoglobin A1Cs of 14. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I set the boundary. My office manager was like, you know, you're throwing away money, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's all he, you know, he, he, that's all he sees, right? So, so yeah, you just got to, you just got to set your boundaries. But having that patient come in would have been an absolute disaster. Yeah. I mean, you could have done, in reality, you could have done the initial eval, taken their money, but then said, hey, you need primary. <laughs> and then well, they might I'm have not, right. I'm not going to do that. We saved them the money, you know, just, hey, the lab work was on us. Here you go. This is, you know, go see this person. Like, yeah. yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not treating you here. 14 hemoglobin, come on, you need, you need some more advanced treatment that we're not going to provide you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. I mean, that's multi-drug therapy. You know what I mean? Yes. yes yeah. I <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, let's jump into the mental health aspect here. So you want to get away from this as well? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I get a lot of referrals from the blue cross cause I'm, I still am listed on there as a, a mental health provider along with the women's health. Um, that's probably the first thing I need to get rid of, but, um, those clients are when they call, I typically just send them right to psychiatry. Um, so that is one thing I did start doing in the last couple of months. Um, you know, if they're just straight up mental health, like meaning they've worked with a psychiatrist, you know, they've got multiple things going on, multiple drugs. I do not take them. So I've just straight off giving them my psych- uh, psychiatry list. And then, um, like I said, I get a lot of referrals from the, the therapists in the area. And I feel like sometimes those are okay fits because oftentimes those people are willing to do the work so that they don't have to go on medication. Right. You know, so there's, there is that fine line, which is, you know, that's why I wanted to chat with you because it, you know, I want to provide help to my community within my paradigm. And I'll, you know, honestly, what it comes down to honestly, is that this is just hard work. Yeah. Especially when it's not something that you're, it's not something that you're specialized in really, you know, I mean, you have the experience, you have years behind you with it, but. Right. You know. Well, and that's just it. That's just it. So that, like I said, I think moving away from that and really just getting back into the hormones and the women's health piece. You know, I would love to have, um, like an IV clinic to offer, you know, again, playing off of the detox, but for the functional medicine piece, that is the piece I want to really grow, um, and shift towards. So a bit of rebranding, like you were saying, that second LLC, I like, I think I already know the answer to it. I think you probably do. I think I just needed to sort of, you know, get that encouragement. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that if if the functional medicine root cause having mm-hmm. patients have some skin in the game, you know, that's what you want to do, and that's what your passion is, and that's what your heart's telling you to do. Then I think that's just what you need to do. Okay, mm-hmm. but you still got to put food on the table, right? You still have to bring money in to keep lights on, to keep the business going, to pay your employee. Like, so you still have to, you know, do your adult adulting things, right? And your business <laughs> yeah. owner things. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. So you still have to, you still, you still have to do the Blue Cross Blue Shield stuff for a little while as income. Mm-hmm. And then that stop seeing new patients there and really focus in on what it is that you want to do. And that's what you focus in on. That's what you rebrand. And that's what you start rebuilding your website with. Because you can get rid of the stuff that's bringing in these insurance accepting patients because that's not who you want anyways. Mm -hmm. Just get rid of that stuff on your site. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just rebrand, you know. Sir, you can form another LLC. Call it whatever you want. Functional medicine or women's integrative health. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's who, that's where you just start doing cash through and then keep your other LLC for the insurance and call it a day. Go from there. Yeah. 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 Now Mm -hmm. the rebranding thing though, be careful. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people know what functional medicine is, but, uh, but you might want to be a little bit more specific in your name, you know, more women's integrative health or, Mm -hmm. you know, Finding the root cause of your, you know, finding the root cause of of your disease or uh, root cause healthcare, whatever it is, you know, make sure that you're just mm-hmm. somewhat more specific about it, telling mm-hmm. people what it is because they might not know what functional medicine is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So make sure you explain that quite, you know, so explain that on your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And change your Google business listing to that new name. Oh. That'd be a great idea. Right. You're rebranding. You got to be, you got to be consistent with your branding across the board with everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Lots to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you probably have a lot of reviews and stuff on your Google business listing. You don't want, you don't want that stuff to go away. Some of them I want to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like reviews. Google reviews can, they can suck it. <laughs> yeah. But they can make your practice though. It's so important. Having no, it's those, fine. Yeah. It's- yeah, you want as many reviews on there as possible. Five star. You don't want the negative ones, but yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any uh any other questions or thoughts or anything? No, no, you've really helped me um kind of solidify, clarify things that I've already been thinking about, which is such when I think back right now, you know, thinking back where I was even just two years ago um, moving on my own, you know, away from collaboration, away from a practice and just being all out there. That was one of the scariest times in my life. (laughs) And so to be here and to say to you that I am being a little more, uh, discerning, a little pickier about the clients I take. I never thought I would ever say that. Right. It was all about just take everybody who comes, you know, Oh yeah. During the business startup, you'll take anyone. (laughs) You just need money. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just really great to be in this position um, of growth. You know, Um, I did play around with, I had a nurse practitioner last summer for a few 
few months. Um, that didn't really work out very well. Um, you know, so I've tried to grow a little bit. Hopefully one day that'll happen with the right people, you know, it will. Yeah, it will. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. nice to thank you. Thank you for helping me kind of like lay it out there. No, you're welcome. I mean, I mean, I know I helped you a couple of years ago, kind of get started and now you're here and now oh, you're having some, yeah, now you're having some growing pain issues, right? Like this is the next step in your business to where, you know, you really start solidifying down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what it is that you're going to be doing, you know? And like you said, you can be picky now, you know, you, mm-hmm. this is your business now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool to say. Can I just say, so my husband has his own business and we've been married 16 years. And, and I remember, you know, leaving for the office in the morning, you know, my little nine to fiver. And he's like, oh, I've got, I got breakfast. Uh, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, you're going to breakfast. Don't you have, don't you have work to do? Well, yeah, but I'll get to it when I get back. And I'm like, dude, I want your life. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I'm getting mad. <laughs> like, like what, what do you mean? And he does it now still. And I get a little upset, but because I work really hard, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I feel like my work is a little different than his, but anyway, yeah. um, you know, and so, but he, he is just a little more leisurely about it because he's been doing it for twice as long as me. Right. Well, his, so bu- his business is probably a little bit different too. With a medical practice, you open up at a certain time and you know, well, that's true. That's right. very true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so he, he, he would say to me, you know, when we were first married, he's like, well, just start your own practice then. I'm like, it was, you know, we didn't have full practice authority. I'm like, how do we even do, I didn't even know how to do that. I couldn't even imagine how to do that. So the work you're doing is amazing. The work you're doing is, is changing the face of medicine and what nurse practitioners have to offer. And, uh, it's great. And I'm so glad I found you. So thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the positive words. And you know, I'm just happy to see that you're doing well. So, um, well, I don't know if you listened to a whole lot of the podcast or not, but uh, I like to end the episode with you asking me uh, a question, a personal question or oh. a curiosity or anything like that. Something that you might have just been curious about or wanted to ask me. Well, yeah. Well, I guess you know. I guess I want to know how many hours a week do you really put in working. And and define working. Yeah. Uh, well, today, now, uh, okay. Well, three, four years ago, it was you know sixty hours a week, no question about it. You know, maybe more. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started Elite NP, you know, I was juggling multiple businesses. I mean, I was working at, you know, I was doing my men's health clinic. I was doing medical cannabis. I had an online telemedicine practice going. I had, uh, you know, I was working practically full time at an urgent care. Mm-hmm. So I was working a lot, you know, and it's not even like, you know, 60 hours of actual work. That's not even factor in the amount of hours of just like laying on the couch, like watching TV. I'm not even watching TV. My mind's somewhere else, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean? sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, today, though, uh, I don't know. Let's see here. Two, four, ten. I don't know. It's that's less than twenty hours a week. Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 And most of that is honestly just you know writing content for Lead MP, talking to people like you, answering uh-huh. emails, uh, actual patient care anymore. Yeah. 
four hours a week. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's my dream right there. <laughs> four hours a week. Like I just don't. I, I don't do it that much anymore. I just, I just don't, it's not really my thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like treating patients and seeing patients, but, um, I only see very select people at my men's health clinic. Everyone else gets seen by the four of the nurse practitioners that are employed by me. Gotcha. Yeah. That's my dream right there. You can get, you, you, you can do it. You can get there. Trust me. If I can do it, anyone can. I'm serious when I say that I'm mm -hmm. not special. Like I'm just, a, I'm just a normal guy who just started some businesses, worked his ass off, did things mm -hmm. right, sprinkle some luck on it. Like if I can do it, anyone else can do it. I'm serious. No. And that's what I love about you is that, uh, you bring it right, right down to earth. Yeah. Um, right yeah. down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here, you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I definitely will be talking to you again when I need to be hiring those nurse practitioners and the yeah. risk of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could, you know, just a random thought here. You could go down that route now if you wanted to, if yeah. you kept the insurance and grew that part of your practice, you Super just true. need the cash-based functional medicine stuff and you can hire another nurse practitioner to do the insurance, mental health and stuff. So mm -hmm. something to think about. Yes. Absolutely. You. Yeah. It might be something to think about here. Okay. Like you could, if you have, if you have lots of patients calling you an insurance company, sending you patients and stuff, and you're going to start turning it away, you are turning away business. Yes, you are you're turning away revenue. Yes. Stuff that you don't want to be doing, but why couldn't someone else be doing it for you, making you money? Yeah. I need the right person, Justin. Can you find them? Send them my way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to find that person, right? Yeah. It is. It is. Um, you know, there's the Facebook group. And honestly, if you post an ad on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or things like that, and you're just very selective, you'll find the right person. It might, it, it just might take a few months. It took me a few months to find some of the nurse practitioners that I have, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you go into it though, knowing what you wanted or did, did you go by feel? Cause that, that's, you know, that, that's a hard thing to bring someone into your practice. Uh, I kind of went into it just all based off of like feel like. You know, I didn't really know what to expect. All I knew was, is that I'm going to hire someone that has to be kind of like me. Yeah, right. I can't hire someone who's, you know, also a nursing professor who's by guideline, hundred percent by, by the book, never cusses. Uh, no, you're, we're, we're not good. We're not going to jive. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. So, so it's just more or less, who do you click with, right? You want to, you want to employ someone that you can work with well. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I have lots question. to think about. I appreciate your input. All right. Cool deal. Well, listen, if you ever want to do a follow, just let me know. I will do that. All right. Awesome. Take care. Thanks, Justin. Take care. All right, bye. All right. Hope everyone enjoyed the conversation with Carolyn. She is in a phase in her business where she can kind of dictate what she wants to do. You know, she doesn't want to accept insurance anymore. Uh, she wants to go cash only and I don't blame her. So if you have a practice and you accept insurance, you want to get out of it, you know, there's multiple options that you can do. Typically, the safest option is to always transition slowly. You never want to give up a significant income source in your business. This is even for cash-based stuff, you know. 
Let's say you're providing one service and you don't want to be doing it anymore. Don't just throw it away. Just don't stop it, especially if it's producing a significant amount of income. The best thing to do is just slowly transition away from that service. And if it's insurance, just slowly transition away from it and build up the cash arm of your practice. All right. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content in this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2023 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced with without our written permission.